Greetings, my friends, and welcome to Minute with Mark. This is an off-the-cuff episode. I'm a little rusty. I haven't done this for a week or so. And it's funny when you get out of the rhythm, when I get out of the rhythm of something, getting back into the rhythm, all of a sudden it's like you're stepping back into the water, you know, jumping back into the water. It's cold. It's a little nerve-wracking. You want to dip your toe in and go, I'll jump in later. So it's funny how um, when we get out of habitualized action, how weird it can be to jump back into it. Um, food for thought on that. So anyway, that's just kind of how I felt viscerally as I was getting ready to hit record. And so in this, in this podcast, we're going to talk quickly about deep thinking about creating a solution. Meaning, meaning when, when there's a problem, there's a knee jerk reaction to what the solution is. Um, the lowest level of that would be Anger, like, well, why is that a problem? Why is per- person doing that? Why are these people acting like this? Why is that? You know, so one is just like, that's a really probably the lowest level of vibration to react to a problem. Uh, the, being the solution is to yell, bark, um, demonize, disdain, whatever. And, and over the course of my uh, business career, one of the best practices I've been able to learn is when I want to complain or blame or shame, I can give you an example uh, without getting too specific, is we were on a project and somebody in the project, there's about 10 people on the project, came forward and kind of complained about a decision I had. Um, there was a little bit of wine in it. It was a little bit of annoying. It was a little bit of uh, being a princess, I thought. There was just a series of not ideal energy behind the complaint. But instead of reacting in like, Ugh, she's just being a princess, forget this. I actually was like, you know what? I'm going to listen and see if there's kernels in here that are actually real and true. And I'm going to listen to it and decide the solution based on that and not my personal uh, gripe that I feel that the spirit she's coming at is a little bitchy. So anyway, um, I did that and it ended up, I listened to her and it ended up being an amazing um, enhancement to the project uh, that was well-deserved, that was appropriate, that was, that was actually really, really the right move. And had I responded because I responded to what I interpreted as, you know, a little bit of attitude or this or that, I would have lost the right answer. And so anyway, I want to talk just for a moment on deep thinking about solutions um, as specific about that. And then also a little internet strategy. I'll just give you this one right off the bat. When we're mailing our lists, um, we get anywhere from 8 to 13% open rates, meaning when we mail, the email receiver sees the sender name, so it's from me, and then sees the subject line, and that really is the two components to why they open the email. And the real secret is the sender name is more important than the, than the subject line. Cause if you, let's say you love, uh, Michael Bolton for some reason, uh, popular nineties romance singer and Michael Bolton has a new song and it's called, you know, love like forever. It doesn't matter what the song's called. It's from Michael Bolton. You're going to listen to it. 
And in the same way, the sender email address is more important than the subject. Most people don't understand that. But the second thing is the subject line. What we, we saw a nearly double open rate with the new subject line, which it was. Um, normally, I email um, something like entrepreneurial quote of the day or marketing quote of the day or something like that. And I switched it up to put uh, marketing strategy of the day. And we ended up getting not quite a double open rate, but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more people open that email because I put strategy of the day. And the food for thought there is people, your customers, they want strategies. They want practical, tangible, pragmatic. If I do this, I receive that. If I do this, this is what happens. So a predictable result is what people want and strategies lead to predictable results. Um, other forms of information just lead sometimes to feelings or things that are less trackable and less, less uh, tangible. So food for thought on that. Um, another thing we're going to talk about real quick is how to double down when you have momentum in, in a wave, like basically how to ride waves, how to create waves, um, but how to really ride a wave until it has its natural crash because n waves aren't meant to ra be a wave forever. They're, the cycle is that waves crash. So offers crash, um, companies crash. Now that doesn't mean they crash and die. It just means certain campaigns. It's almost like your company is an ocean and the campaigns and the promotion are the waves. And so if you want a really fun, dynamic company, create a lot of waves and campaigns and promotions. And, and if one is a, is a super wave, recreate that super wave again. And so I want to talk about, we have some momentum in one of the ideas right now. And what we did to, instead of let that wave just crash and die, um, give it a little longer tail um, without overdoing it. And then finally, I'm going to speak just for a moment on gamification and some of the secrets to really having people, I mean, if you, if you sum up gamification, it's making a game out of things that are not normally games. And so if you can make a game out of things that are good for people, but that they normally avoid, but you make it fun and a rewarding game, all of a sudden people will be taking actions that, now just imagine whatever whatever the action you wish your buyer, you wish your hearer, you wish your client, whatever that is that you wish they would take, there's a gap and that gap is usually a lack of knowledge or a lack of willpower or a lack of ambition or a lack of clarity or a lack of, um, a lack of supportive network around them. There's some gap, there's some lack that is causing them not to move forward in a direction that their heart actually wants them to move forward in. There's a weakness and there's there's something, there's a quicksand, there's something that's in the way. What gamification does is it layers a bridge and it layers almost a fun slip and slide over the sand, over the quicksand, so that people can actually have fun getting through stuff that they used to avoid to get to a result that they already wanted. Gamification is a magic pixie dust. And I want to, I'm going to share just a little strategy on it today. So, all right, a couple things real quick. Here we go. Um, so deep thinking about solutions. So we had some, not a problem, but it was getting close to a problem in one of our Facebook groups. Now we have a lot of our buyers operate out of specific 
you know, closed secret Facebook groups where the clients get their questions answered, where they share their victories, where they do, you know, where they do a lot of that type of stuff. So one of the things was we, we noticed that a couple people, and really it was only one or two, uh, started asking questions in the community that were strange. Like we have, we have hundreds of people in there, but the questions were about protocol questions of, of our education material and why we do this and not that and why we're doing that and not this. And it was a buyer who was trained in a previous era of internet marketing. It was really discombobulated. And really, um, this particular client brought a bunch of old bad habits, incomplete thinking, just a lot of gunk into the community to ask questions. And it was it was innocuous. It wasn't like evil or bad or nasty or anything. It was just uh, these questions were, we haven't seen these questions. So some of our team said, hey, we should create a video on how to ask questions in the group. Like number one, you know, before you ask the question, do this. Number two, before you ask the question, do this. Number three, before you ask the question, do this. And so the, the solution was going to the problem was going to be to create a training on how to properly ask questions in the group. Now, what happened was in that mastermind, I what I shared, and this is the deep thinking, I said, is the problem that the question's wrong or what's the real problem? Because we're, we're coming up with a solve that, I don't think is a, is the best solve. I think the, the solve is, I don't think the problem is that people are asking questions. I think the problem, and it's not that people, again, it's only one or two people. So out of, out of maybe four or 500 active people in that group, only one or two people um, had a variant behavior. Therefore, you don't create systematic announcements on the variant behavior of one or two people. You can never scale community if you react to individuals, okay? Remember that, you can never scale community if you're reacting to variant individuals who are, you know, reacting. Not, I'm not saying ignore them, I'm saying if you are always dealing with variant individuals, the group vision gets muddied and gets lost. So the moral of this story, as I said, the real issue is that the messaging of our product lines needs to be front and center all the time, which is this, in, in this particular brand, it was that our vision, so imagine a puzzle piece, okay, imagine you have a puzzle, our buyers are looking to complete a, a puzzle. The solution to the puzzle, the vision is that they have, they know and have the same infrastructure and knowledge, basic, the knowledge and the infrastructure that the top multi-million dollar marketers have online. They have the same technologies and they actually have the same psychologies, maybe not as second nature as experienced people, but they know the deepest level of what the highest earning people online know about capture pages, know about video sales letters. So we're giving them the intellectual download and the step-by-step -step technological download for them to know and have what the top people online have. And that, that's the vision of the puzzle. And then the puzzle pieces aren't scattered and confusing. They're actually numbered. So the first puzzle piece goes in the upper left-hand corner, number one. You find the second puzzle piece. It's labeled number two. And you literally see the vision and you level by level in a game create a manifested puzzle that matches the vision where you now know and you have what 
the top people know and have online. That is the vision. So I said, the reason these questions are happening is that messaging wasn't communicated to this buyer. And this buyer is coming from another culture where there is not a clear vision of what the outcome is supposed to be. And the puzzle pieces aren't labeled. And a lot of them, I'm not even sure you could put together a puzzle anyway. So they have a vision they don't know they're going for. They have a thousand puzzle pieces and they're not numbered and they don't make any sense. And they don't even know what they're supposed to be creating. And they come in with that level of shit show, with that level of confusion. They don't even know they're confused. So then they start asking questions. So I said, what I don't want to do is teach people how to ask questions because it's going to open up. Here's, it's going to open up and we're going to get 10 to 20 times the questions. Questions aren't a problem right now. We just have one or two variant that are meant that are asking questions. So the solution that I proposed and that we move forward with is that we double down on the vision that this is a paint by numbers, step by step, level by level, every puzzle piece is numbered. And the vision is that you are going to know and have the infrastructure that the very highest earners online have and know. And as long as we do that and keep that close, every level explains why we do every single thing we do. And so to not ask questions, to simply continue. There's a time for questions, but it's after you go through the puzzle. So bit by bit by bit, level by level by level, we inspire. When we do that, the resulting behavior isn't going to be a bunch of new questions. It's going to be a bunch of new actions and people will have a bunch of uh, completed puzzles. And then from there, they can ask more difficult questions of, okay, now I'm deep in this and this, and how do I optimize my whatever once they have something that's deeper to work with? Okay. That was a really long, I'm not, there's, you might have to hunt for the value of that tirade that I just went on, but consider it. Okay. Number two, is a problem that we had, again, this is off the cuff, is every three or four months because of fraud, people that are on payment plans, and this is a this is an issue all over anything to do with the internet that are on monthly payments, whether it's Netflix or Hulu or our programs or whatever, every three to four months, people's cards are getting fraud alerts and they're getting, they're needing to get new cards, new debit cards, new credit cards. And so um, monthly payment plans and monthly subscriptions and stuff our challenge because so we get a lot of requests per week to change and update the billing information. Now under our current system, people aren't, um, we don't have a custom build where they can log in and, and personally modify their billing information. We have to do it through support as it currently sits. Now, so the solution is, well, someone calls in and now this is money that they're wanting to pay that because of a, a roadblock in our system, they have to literally get on the phone with our s customer service and plug in a new number. Okay, over the phone, it's a pain in the ass. So the solution we came up with is what's the, you know, a coding solution is the ultimate solution, but that's a custom job. It's, it takes a little bit of time. Our coders, the queue on our quarters, our, our coders is pretty thick. They have a lot of work to do. So here was the solution we came up with. And again, the moral of this story is what's the easiest, fastest now solution in light of the ultimate solution? Because the ultimate solution is we, it's a two to three week queue. It's a, you know, who knows, five, $600 of coding. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's later and it costs money. So what's the immediate now? So what we came up with was that we can send people that request to update their billing address a, a new shopping 
link, a checkout link for $1. And now here's the catch. What we need to do when we send that, we just got off the meeting, is they need to see that this is for their benefit in every single way. And they need to see at least three reasons why it's for their benefit. So the reply now when someone says, hey, can I update my billing address? We're going to say to protect your credit card number so it's not being shared over the phone and to make it easier for you to just be able to do this at your own convenience we have a one dollar credit card shopping cart all you do is enter in your credit card it will charge one dollar and in the comments just say please apply towards my affiliate monthly fee or my payment plan for x product and that way we're able to capture that card and then modify the amount that we charge so Again, that was a, a fast, so you always want to be asking yourself, what's the free and fast now answer? And then what's the glory answer? Most people either, there's, there's two ways you can screw this up. Number one, you can say, well, the immediate free and now answer is the answer because we're so busy. Okay, so then you never improve your system and then you're just stuck in your system that isn't optimized. So the ultimate, the other error you can do is say, well, we'll just wait till the ultimate answer. But in the meantime, we're missing out on all these things. We're eating up our customer service time on the phone. We're not solving. It's middle solves. That's what I want you to understand. When you're building a business, notching forward is good enough every day. If you notch forward, there will be days where you surge forward, where you leap forward, where it's almost like a quantum leaping forward. Those days come. What I've noticed is when those days come, they usually come on the tail of notching forward so consistently day after day we're notching forward notching forward notching forward and that's all it is it is a notch forward it is not even a step it is a wiggle forward towards the dream now what happens is very soon you compound a bunch of notches and some somehow there's compound interest in those notches and your growth begins to escalate in a quantum way no, no longer a linear way but anyway don't err on the fantasy thing like we're going to solve it and when we solve it, it's going to be the perfect solution. And don't fantasize on the easy, fast, free, now, less effort solution because you're going to be living in an easy, fast, free, less effort world. And that also compounds to where you're just living in the day and pretty soon you're hand to mouth with your bills, you're hand to mouth with your business, and it's not good. Okay, moving on. Doubling down, riding waves. I'm not going to get into creating waves as much as riding waves. So last week, inside one of our groups, we did a challenge. Uh, Richard Branson was asked the secret to becoming a billionaire. He said the answer was exercise. Basically, there's just a mental um, reset that happens. It's good for the mind, et cetera, et cetera. So I threw a challenge out for 50 people to run one mile and every step, which is approximately 2,000 steps, I think, they were to imagine a commission of their product. Okay, so let's say it's $3,000 commission on their product. They take 2,000 steps. It's theoretically visualizing, habitualizing, and kind of like putting into their neuro, neuro garden. Your mind is a garden. You seed it with thoughts. Basically putting $6 million of commissions, planting it into their mind. We had about 60 people um, from every walk of life. I'm talking 75-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 37-year-olds, 52, every, like 60 different people um, 
ran or walked or crawled a mile and posted a picture and said, hey, I visualized a commission every single step I did. So it, it was a lot of enthusiasm. It was great. And then it was over. It was just a challenge to, hey, plant a bunch of seeds in your mind, walk, run a mile. Richard Branson said it's a key. So that's the end. But doubling down on the wave without overdoing the wave, I wanted to double down. So what we're doing is, and, and the lesson here is when you have, have something hot, see if you can extend, extend it. Like if you have a blockbuster movie, Hollywood puts out a second movie and then a third movie and you ride it until it doesn't ride anymore and it becomes self-evident. Well, anyway, we're going to ride the exercise thing one more time. And so we just got off the meeting. And what we're going to do is I'm going to do the same challenge this week, but say next week, everybody who runs a mile this week will get a name and a hat and everyone who ran the previous week will get their name in a hat. So there's a chance you have two names in the hat. And then the following week on a live Facebook live with a bunch of people around, we are going to have whoever, you know, people from the community, because there's a handful of us here in Arizona, will draw three names from a hat and everybody who gets drawn will get a free pair of Nike free runs. So it's a $100 value per pair. It's a $300 expense that will have a lot of just fun energy. People are going to win when they do the mile. It's more camaraderie. It's more teamwork. It also gives people more visualization. I want my you know, affiliates and sales people to really be planting commission-mindedness in their heart and in their body. So it, it works for me. It's good for their body. It's good for their psychology. It's good for the team rally. It's 300 bucks, and the yield on that is, is high morale. And it's fun. And I want, you want to create a culture that's not just profit. You want to create a culture that's fun, but you don't want to just create a fun culture. You want to create a fun and profitable culture. So that's how you can ride a wave. So ask yourself in your business, when you've got a hot streak, how do you continue the streak? Can you boost the wave? Can you ride it? Can you delicately have it crash and crash the way it's supposed to crash and end elegantly? So, you know, Food for thought on that. Final thing on gamification, and then I'm out of here, is Million Dollar Day. Um, it's a productivity experience. We have a book out there. It's on Amazon.com called The Million Dollar Day. It was the top, it might still be the top rated time, time management book on Amazon in the Kindle area. So take a look. But anyway, um, we have like 60 plus uh, five-star reviews. I mean, it's been, it's been really cool. Bestseller, whole deal. Anyway. Um, the Million Dollar Day is a pretty involved day. Uh, there's about a 90-minute training, and then you create a list of everything that you've been procrastinating on and how long you've been procrastinating on. For instance, going to the chiropractor, six months. You write going to the chiropractor, six months. Uh, cleaning out the garage, it's been two years. You put cleaning out the garage, two years. Um, starting your herb garden that you wanted in your windowsill, you've been thinking about it for four years. You just haven't gone and bought a few plants and bought a few seeds and a few little watering mechanisms. So you put start my herb garden on my windowsill four years. And then in one 24-hour period, you have somebody you share your list with and you say, I'm waking up super early, I'm staying up super late, and I'm attempting to wipe out, and a lot of people will wipe out 100 years of procrastination in a single day. Things that they've left undone, things that they haven't started, that they've wanted to start, things that have been bothering them, blah, blah, blah. And we've had people, I'm not kidding, we've had the deaf here um, we've had like borderline miracles. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, one lady, she 
she grew up and she was born with a kind of deaf in an ear and it was 40 years ago. And so the doctor said, yeah, there's no technology for this. And she's going to never hear out of this ear. Well, on the million dollar day, we cover an entire section on the body and we say, Hey, is there anything in your body that's irritating you, bothering you? Um, you know, we're in a pretty advanced medical system right now. There's a chance that it can be healed no matter what it is. So figure it out. So this particular husband actually called the hearing doctor and said, okay, this is crazy. My wife can't hear. Um, doctor told her she could never hear, but could we come in and see what happens? Well, technology has moved forward in 40 years. They actually were able to get her a surgery and now she hears out of her, out of her ear. All she hears now, all because of not, procra not procrastinating on ideas to optimize. Well, anyway, that's a long introduction to this. There's many parts to this million dollar a day. And in one of our groups, we're having a big rally where people are doing their million dollar days, um, doing videos on it. And then I'm giving away a free one week vacation and, you know, to all anywhere in America, yada, yada, yada. So there's a competition, a video competition of people filming their before and afters of the million, million dollar days and their results and this and that. But I know there's a lot of chunks to it. And so what gamification is in a nutshell is it breaks down big multi-step challenges into small winnable challenges. And so today I'm going to post that to be part of this a video competition for the free vacation and all this stuff. I think it's a thousand bucks award as well is all you do is comment on the thread below, watch a 20 minute video and just give us a picture of your list. Just post the list under the comments. And so that'll be phase one. Now phase two will be share that list with whoever is going to be kind of your running partner, your big accountability partner would be another term for it. We don't use that term because I don't like its associations, but uh, we call it running partners. We call it bigs, these kind of things like uh, frats have bigs. Those are kind of your big brothers, your mentors. Well, anyway, um, that is the step. And I know that's going to get a lot of people in momentum because it's bite-sizing the action steps to get to the result that they want because every single thing written on that list is something that an individual has consciously thought I want to do, but I'm procrastinating on. I don't have time. I haven't had time for it. And so the million dollar day is a huge burst of a reset for a ton of achievement. It gets a ton of guilt off the mind. But the gist of it on this is that gamification breaks down tiny, tiny, winnable, doable micro actions in light of a massive win and result for a person. Therefore, we're going to wrap up minute with Mark today. But how I want you to think of that is what is the big massive thing your buyer is to achieve. You know, what do they really want? Whatever it is, if you can break it down in small winnable chunks with that, that has small incentivizations for them to take the actions, you will find yourself and you will find your buyers flying through the process, flying through the protocol and getting results that they literally thought were impossible. You'll see it. That's what gamification does. All right, Mark Overson, Minute with Mark. Good times, rock and roll.